Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined with Kenny Sargent, Crash Gladys, and Statman. Here's the Freaks. What's going on, Freak Nation? It's going to be one of those Sunday nights, man, where we hope that things fall into place. Trust me, we hope. Like what? I just fell. Yeah, we hope things fall into place. Like I just fell into place in my seat. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you guys for doing that. Facebook Live. Yeah, man, we're all right there. You can watch us. You can watch this thing happen. 22 years. It took us 22 years to get on, get on YouTube, Stat. Man, I don't really know what the hell that means, but it did. It took us that long. Doesn't matter how long it took us. That's where we are now. Yeah. The Freak Nation is taking over the internet. Yeah, there you go. I was one of those people I just did not want to get into YouTube. I, I was just like, no, it's just a bunch of ads and crap that I don't need. And now it's like, you can't do without it. It is a bigger search engine than Google, isn't it? Yeah, it's seems just, to be. It's insanity. It's absolute insanity. Paddle so Award, uh, your Barber Motorsports Park with a cracking voice. I like that. Like that. Barber. Uh, Barber Motorsports Park <laughs> IndyCar Series winner. His first win of the year. Uh, he'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Jack Roush turned 80 years old recently. I believe it, was, I believe it was a week and a half. And we were going to run this interview last week. Didn't have time. But the, we're going to have a little freaking flashback with Jack Roush about 17 years ago with the motorsports automotive legend Jack Roush, way before he was close to 80 years old. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. And Myatt Snyder and Jordan Anderson. Myatt Snyder is the Xfinity Series driver. Jordan Anderson is his team owner. And if you're not familiar with Myatt Snyder, you probably are familiar with his accident at Daytona uh, last lap in the Xfinity Series where he caught the catch fence and it was uh, it turned into a big old fireball. And then there was video of Michael Jordan and Bubba Wallace looking at pieces of the engine that had flown out through the catch fence uh, after that accident. So Mike Snyder, Jordan Anderson will join us for a long game. It's a good interview, man. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to these guys. Uh, Myatt Snyder, Jordan Anderson here in the Freak Nation. And, and stat, man, sorry, but uh, uh, NASCAR didn't finish the race at Dover today, so we don't have a whole lot of new things to talk about, like like who's stepping on who, uh, who's going to be tripping <laughs> over somebody's D. That NASCAR just didn't have an opportunity to um, screw things up today, damn it. The rain what took are care they of that. Saying? Well, I'm making like reference the sensitivity to- training? Yeah, okay. like that. I mean, Statman's okay. got his scat, and I don't want to ruin it. He's got his scat coming up. The significance of that has everything to do with what the hell I was alluding to, Statman. Well, the best thing about it, or the worst thing, depending on your perspective, is that I didn't get a chance to take a nap today. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, in the race, by the time I settled down and put my feet up and got my TV blanket and put, you know, I was ready Whoa. to uh, go to Whoa. sleep, and uh, the race was over, and I was, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> you seriously sit on the couch and watch races, movies, whatever you watch on TV with a blanket. Statman has a TV blanket. 
I've got a, a TV blanket that I was given by the Los Angeles Rams uh, some 40 years ago when I uh, they get, they sent out a Christmas catalog and said, pick out whatever you want. And I picked out a uh, blanket and it's lasted 40 years. And you picked out whatever you want, Statman, didn't you? Yeah, I picked out. And I don't sit on the couch. I sit in a recliner. My couch is white, and I don't want to ruin it by my dirt. I want to wait until a nice young lady comes and gets her dirt on it. Bang, bang, bang. (laughs) Where are we going tonight? Holy cow. Couch blankets, recliner blankets, and nice young ladies putting dirt on your couch. Yeah. That is about it in the first five minutes of Speed Freak Couch tonight. blanket bingo. There it is. <laughs> what did you just call it? <laughs> what did you just call it, Stan? Couch blanket bingo. Wow. Uh-huh. What's underneath that blanket? Hey, come on. Let's stop yeah. this. I'm Look, just saying. I, w- I want to make it to 23 years here in the Freak Nation, okay? Holy cow. Wow. Hopefully you're watching us on wild. YouTube. You can see see the revelation of Statman's face when he's talking about dirtying up a couch. <laughs> Facebook Live on Twitch. We're there for you, man. Of course, the Freak Radio Network, Lucas Soul Studios. Again, 22 years. Coming up in moments, uh, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Also, we're going to resume with some affiliates here in the Freak Nation. And then we'll get into the Paddle Award interview. Yeah. Again, Barber Motorsports Park. IndyCar Series winner and fellow Lucas Oil partner. So we're going to resume with some affiliates and get right into Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, welcoming in another round of affiliates. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Uh, Paddle Award will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Your IndyCar Series winner for Barber Motorsports Park. He'll be in here. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com and find the tire for your passenger car, your light truck, your SUV, your off-road extravaganza. We roll on General Tires, and you, too, should roll on General Tire. That's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right. Nothing like kicking off the month of May with an IndyCar race. And since we'll be ending the month, of course, with the Indy 500. Okay, I'm just going to start with a completely biased comment. Nothing like us reporting that our team Lucas driver, yes, our team Lucas driver, Patricio Award, won the IndyCar race in Barber this afternoon. Lucas Oil. Lucas works. All right. Other Barber winners, Linus. Lundquist in Indy Lights, Nolan Siegel in Indy Pro 2000, and then the USF 2000 series races were split between first Parnelli Jones's grandson, Jagger Jones, and Freak Nation fave, Miles Rowe. Yeah, so much for that Hollywood career and being director-producer. You're winning races, buddy. Supercross technically kicked off the weekend with their second-to-last race in Denver on Saturday and in front of his home state crowd, Mile High Stadium. Eli Tomek secured his second championship with his purposefully conservative fifth place finish there's so much to glean from tomac's title season including that this just boggles my mind he is now the oldest supercross champion in the 49 year history of the sport 
He's 29 years old. Oh, that's the oldest champion ever in Supercross. So, yes, we will be talking a lot more about Eli Tomac in the coming weeks leading up into their season finale. But okay, yeah, the the winner of the race, that was Jason Anderson, your Denver 450 winner and 250 winner, Hunter Lawrence. NHRA campaigned their second four-wide national this weekend in Charlotte. Mike Salinas took the top fuel class Wally. John Force snagged his second Charlotte four-wide win in Funny Car. But just when you think that John is the most colorful interview at top end, how about Steve Johnson? Steve Johnson won his second consecutive Pro Stock Motorcycle Wally and wasted no time slamming his fellow competitors at the top end. Saying, how did he say? Angel Sempe and Matt and Angie Smith. Oh, he just, actually, I'm not even going to go into the words mm-hmm. there. But he topped it off by saying, no, I don't hate anyone. I just say what I feel. All right, your Trans Am winner was Chris Dyson up in Sonoma. Your IMSA winners, Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor. And then finally, NASCAR, you're going to have to catch it tomorrow. I think it's noon, Eastern Time, FS1. Freak Nation coming up. Paddle Award here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Soul, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. 
time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. For joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, 22 years of doing this thing, Freak Nation. And uh, Paddle's been coming in here for the last couple of years. And after this big win at uh, Barber Motorsports Park, my big question to you, where the hell did Ninja come from? Where did that nickname come from, bro? Uh, I think it came from uh, me with uh, Power Texas where I got into the apron. <laughs> I think that's where it came from. Maybe I'm not. Maybe it's wrong. But if I if I were to choose a moment in my career where Ninja would come out, it'd probably be bent then and there because that moment should have shifted me right into the wall. Got it. Because they kept referring to the Ninja. I'm going where that? What? I don't Ninja. Ninja. No, what? Really? No. But yeah, they kept referring to Ninja on the broadcast. So that's why. So now I'm hearing it from the horse's mouth. So you think it's from Texas? Sagan. You think it's from Texas? That's where you got the nickname from. Huh? I think it's from Texas. Yes, twenty one, my first IndyCar win. All right, so Pato Award joining us here in the Freak Nation, and it is a big win for you. It, it, it's helping you and others like myself who've covered you for a while and Lucas Oil Partners, uh, putting the turmoil of the first couple of races behind you. Uh, there's word that there's an imminent. Uh, it's imminent that you're going to be signing a new contract with the team. Is, is this a big, big sigh of relief, or have you already put everything behind you at this point? Um, I put it behind me, man. I, I just want to go out there. I want to race race well for these guys. Uh, they deserve it. So many hours go into this. And um, I was just tired being in the middle of the pack, mm-hmm. man. Start winning and start challenging up front. So it's uh, it's been great to 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 get this this win for them and, and for myself and, and kind of carry this momentum into the month of May, which is ultimately ultimately the most important uh, to 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 get right and the hardest one to get right during the championship just because it's so busy and there's so much going on that's that sometimes isn't driving on track mm-hmm. so yeah just really looking forward to 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 getting this month uh going on and and yeah just doing some good races sometimes we forget that indycar drivers are people too you have emotions things weigh on you so it's understandable that you're like, dude, I'm just tired of being a mid-pack driver. Let's just get everything off my plate and let me just be a damn driver. Man, I mean, I think it goes for for everyone that is part of the team. Everybody pours their heart and soul into 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 this team, into making the best job that they can. And it's just it's tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, there's a lot more. Uh, hard times that there are good times whenever that series is so competitive and there's so many good guys uh to race against but it makes the the good moments a lot better so uh yeah was your plan to make that move on turn five there at barbara i mean was that the point where you said i've got if i'm gonna make a move it's right here um yeah i was just focusing on it 
just taking it lap by lap, lap by mm-hmm. lap, hitting the number, uh, taking care of my tires. And as, as soon as we got out of the pit lane and um, we were right on his gearbox, I said, this is the, this, this is, <laughs> there's going to be a move for the lead. It's going to be now. So, uh, yeah, sent it into the brakes into turn five, got him on the outside and then just controlled the pace from there. Was it you collectively you, uh, who was in your ear? Peter was in, who was in your ear? Taylor. But, yeah, right. Was it collectively between you two saying, let's conserve, conserve the push to pass. Let's conserve the tires to hopefully get to that moment where you can make that pass and have that in reserve in case you need it. Uh, we never really talked about it, but wow connected (laughs) (laughs) but that's always important when you have somebody in your ears like they can talk too much or they can talk too little would you rather them talk too little no i actually love taylor in uh being my the guy that tells me what's going on because he's so monotone and i'm very Mm -hmm. animated so i think we mesh very well all right. What does uh, what does a, a Mexican driver like you do after a big win like this? What's what's Sunday night going to be like for you, the team, team owners? What's what's going to happen now? Uh, probably eat something good. I don't know where I'm going to go. Uh, my my family's here, so probably enjoy some good dinner with them, and uh, and then go back home tomorrow. I think for a day or so, and then I have to go to Miami. Right. <laughs> you have to go to Miami. Yeah, you'll uh, be at Miami, won't you? I'll be in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whose pits will you be hanging in, Pato? Uh, I think I'm going to be in the bleachers, man. <laughs> it is May 1st, and it is the month of May, and you you haven't been doing this too long, but you know how special this month is to the people of Indianapolis and open wheel fans. Uh, are you starting to get the itch for the, the 500? I mean, it's it, it, there's such long races. So many things can happen. Uh, I'm just really happy that we that we got this win together and um, – and just roll this momentum into the into the most important month of the year. Right. All right. Last thing for you, the the announcers were talking about how they felt that this is the toughest Barbara Motorsports Park was the toughest track that you guys ran on. I thought Detroit was the toughest track for you guys. No, it's Barbara, man. Just because we don't have power steering, so these really fast corners with a lot of compressions uh, make it really physical on the neck, mm-hmm. the arms. I'm glad that my hands aren't bleeding like they are that like they were last year. Uh, last year we raced here first time in the season, which your 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 body and your hands aren't brace ready, but uh, I guess they are right now. So uh, good stuff. <laughs> have you spoken to Zach yet? I have not. I have uh, not spoken to anybody that is not here in the in the in the track. Got it. Pato Award flying those Lucas Oil colors with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, dude. Good luck to you. We'll see you in Indianapolis here in a couple of weeks, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, man. Later. See you. Stat, we talk about this in all these series, how these younger names are winning and bumping out the older guys. And it came to me that where in the hell or what the hell's happened? Scott Dixon in the IndyCar series. Wow. Isn't that the truth? I mean, he's not even challenging. He's barely in the top 10, five or six. Yeah. I mean, he's wow. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. I'd... I thought he was top six most of the day. Yeah, well, barely. I mean that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not like he's right. challenging for the for the win, you know. I mean he's just he's just there. And that's we're saying that about Scott Dixon for crying right. out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Indy Indy's here. He's. He's going to just channel it all into that turn one, first lap, 
he'll be fine. Well, let's hope I think so. he and Graham Rahal are going to be pretty tough this coming up. Month. You bet on Graham Rahal every year, I Crasher, do. and he I goes do. out every year. Oh, come on. He led a lot last year, okay. and it wasn't his fault that he was taken out. I know. So. I'm not saying it. Just He goes out, so stop it with the jinxing stuff, It's man. eventually going to happen. Let's put it that way. I thought he was going to go to boxing with uh, Romain Grosjean. Did you, watch <laughs> yeah, the race? Richard, did you watch the race today? Did you see it? I did. He was, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Graham as well as you guys do, but he, right. he looked super hot after the race. He got out of that car and he was, he was beelining it towards somebody. Yeah. And I don't, I, I didn't watch the post-race show. So I don't, I don't know what was said between both of those drivers afterwards, but yeah, he, he didn't look too happy. That was for sure. After the race, it's gotta be pregnancy hormones. <laughs> She's pregnant again, right? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, His well, wife, Courtney Forrest, pregnant with yeah. her and Graham's second. So, yeah, I just come on. Of course, it's not pregnancy hormones, but I'm playing on the, uh, you know, you get you emotional know, when you're pregnant. So maybe some of it's rubbing off on him. I could certainly take this down another part, part of the track, but I need to reel it back in where we were going with this thing, because I could certainly comment on that uh, pregnancy hormones for a man. Uh, but we're not going to go there. Oh, how you gained an extra 15 when I gained an extra 15? No. Oh, mm -mm. OK. Nope. Uh, that was uh. sympathy weight game. Yes, it was. Ah, dang, I got to eat all this chocolate and drink all this alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. Yeah. So, yeah, Ro Romain Grosjean uh, came on the inside of Graham Rahal, hit him once. Then, bam, his right front hit Graham Rahal's left rear again. It's like, bro, what? Right, and then what, what did Grosjean say? He says, it was just hard racing. The hell is that? And then Graham's yelling, he did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Freak Nation coming up, your stat man, Scat. Um, some news coming out of NASCAR over the last, what, couple of weeks that isn't necessarily great headlines for them. Stat man will highlight that. Also, Jack Roush turned 80 recently. We'll have a flashback with him. And Myatt Snyder and Jordan Anderson, Xfinity Series driver and team owner, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. At, uh, Pit New, excuse me, uh, not much motorsports coming up. Be sure you follow us on Twitter. Hopefully, a lot of you guys are watching us on YouTube and Facebook Live. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, that race today in Dover, it was postponed. Um, we have a time, right? It's 11 a.m. No, Eastern, noon Eastern. Noon, yeah. Okay, it is noon mm -hmm. Eastern, right? Fox Sports, FS1, yeah. What are, what are the chances that... That's going to get off. Well, let me pull up. Has there, has there been any discussion as, as far as the weather goes? Have you seen anything about it, Statman? No, I haven't seen anything. Uh, hand, the handy dandy weather, man. What was the. Oh, what was it? Oh, my. Yeah. Goodness. Here we go. I yeah. feel a rabbit hole coming. There's <laughs> <laughs> okay, Delaware. Uh, uh, there's all right. Well, okay. Well, it's so. It's, oh, well, hold on. I'm not in the right part of Delaware. Come on. You remember. You're old. Right, but. There's 60% chance of rain tomorrow, too. See, there, that's that, that's what I saw on Twitter, that they may not get it off tomorrow, either. Yeah, yeah you remember George Carlin. And what was his weatherman? The hippy-dippy yeah. weatherman. That's what it was. Hippy-dippy What was it? The hippy-dippy weatherman. Huh. George Carlin. Jeez. Classic. All right, we got your stat man, Scat. Uh, then we're going to take a local break, and we'll be right back here with the Freaks. <laughs> It's been a week since NASCAR driver Denny Hamlin criticized fellow racer Kyle Larson by posting an ugly Asian stereotype on social media. NASCAR ordered Hamlin to take racial sensitivity courses as a result. 
what's happening inside the stock car racing industry. NASCAR continues to find itself in these situations. Two years ago, it was Larson who used a racial pejorative over an open internet microphone. Then it was the noose found in a garage assigned to black driver Darrell Wallace. To be fair, the FBI investigated and found the noose was in the Alabama garage a year before the garage was assigned to Wallace. And five days ago, a driver from a series owned by NASCAR was suspended indefinitely for an assault away from the track. More light needs to be shined inside the closed circus that is the NASCAR garage. That's kind of happening with the growth of new drivers at the front of the field, another generation of competitors, and hopefully another generation of thought can emerge from that, thankfully. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, 22 years on June 25th of this year. Uh, it'll be 22 years, man. Thank you guys for being a part of it. General Tire, they've been along for the ride. Go to GeneralTire.com to find more information on the tires that you need for your righteous ride. Sports car, sedan, passenger car, go to GeneralTire.com. Crash, you talked about Eli Tomac in your pit news and notes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I did one of those. You said he's the oldest Supercross champion at 29 years old. 49 years of the Supercross series. No one has ever been as old as 29 winning the title. That's <laughs> that's mind boggling. So that means all of Jeremy McGrath's seven titles mm -hmm. were before he was 29. Wow. And he and <laughs> Statman, what? What's balls to me is, okay, he's 29. He's the oldest champion in Supercross. That, that's great. But he did it on a new bike in Yamaha. Yamaha has been crap over the last half dozen years. But he jumps on a new bike and goes out and wins a championship again. Wins, seven, what, seven races this year, Crash? Yes. Seven? And he's now tied on the list of all-time wins at number four, I believe. But, yeah, Yamaha had... I can't remember what that article said. I should have pulled it up right before we started talking about this. But Yamaha had about two, maybe three wins from the year 2013 be till before this season. Dang. Actually, the last the last championship was with uh, Stewart, James Stewart, in 2009. So they haven't had a championship since 2009. Tomac's last title was he was riding a Cowie. So he, you know. Yamaha's been scratching in the dark ever since. That 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 says a lot, and I, yeah. and I don't care if you're driving a Ford and you move to Chevy. It's 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 just a different animal when you're when you're switching manufacturers uh, on two wheels in in motorcycles. It's a, it's a big damn deal, especially one that's been crap for so many years. I mean, how how much emphasis do you put on Eli T Tomac? Does he say? Listen, you've got you've got to make these changes before I ever hop even think about hopping on a, a Yamaha, or is he just that damn good, Stan? Well, Yamaha has had success with super bikes, but they just haven't had. Uh, maybe they haven't put as much emphasis on 
Supercross as they have with Superbikes in the AMA Superbike Series. So, um, you know, I mean, it's it's still difficult to imagine that one manufacturer uh, has been out of the out of the loop for what's that, twelve years, thirteen years? <laughs> wow, that's crazy. But yeah, they put all their emphasis evidently on uh, road racing instead of on the dirt. I, mean, you, you, I, I don't need to go old man here, but you go t- back in the day with with Yamaha always. It was Yamaha and Honda front runners always in outdoors. Every now and then Suzuki would creep in. Kawasaki, once they made their mark with Ricky Carmichael. Uh, Jeff Ward, I believe, was Kawasaki for for some time. But my goodness, man, to, to see those stats, Crasher, when you brought that up, that Yamaha has been that damn long. Uh, that they've they've had a success uh, in Supercross, and that he's all of twenty nine years old. <laughs> Damn, what an old man! Yeah, ancient. I mean, you, you know, I mean, it's just you get him a walker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Let's just make it more impressive, though. Okay, so he finished fifth place in Denver last night. And he did that kind of purposefully. And his last couple of races, he has also finished in a conservative position. And it's because, oh, just found out after he was holding the number one plate on the podium last night. I've had a really bad knee issue ever since I went down three weeks ago. So I probably shouldn't be riding right now. (laughs) What? So you're still doing all of this. Not 100% body control. Okay. Or body condition. Oh, it's just, it's amazing what those guys go through. Mike Whitehead checking in on Facebook Live saying, I hope the race in St. Louis doesn't have to deal with weather. It's going to be his first cup race. Uh, St. Louis WWT Raceway, partners of ours. It's their first cup race there. They're going to have the trucks on Saturday, then the cup race on Sunday. Uh, the stands are at about what uh, 80% full for... Ooh. For the cup race, it's going to sell out. They just yeah, one they, month, people. Yeah. One month. Yeah, and I was talking, talk, talk, I was talking mm-hmm. and talking to Chris Blair, the general manager, how he consulted with numerous meteor, meteorologists on the best time to have a race in St. Louis. <laughs> what? <laughs> and evidently, there's one week in September where. It's the least amount of rain over the last, you know, 30, 40 years. They couldn't get that date with the cup race, but they worked this out to where this June three, four, and five, evidently, it's one of the lesser rain days, too, for St. Louis. <laughs> the crazy part about it is that Chris Blair used to be in Las Vegas, and he never had to worry about things like that in Las Vegas because they would give back water in Las Vegas. They wouldn't accept any rain. So, uh, yeah, he's learning how to deal with it. So, it, yeah, we're looking forward to for the first cup race there. And I am I going to spill the beans with this? Screw it. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to say who have we, no, we haven't seen this yet. So I'm not going to say that. I'll say this though. Goodness, what? Okay. There's not been one cup car on the track. Oh, on the St. Louis track. On the St. Louis so track. This next gen car has never been on that track. So everybody's going into the St. Louis weekend blind. They've had some, not, not this full fledged next gen car has not, but they've had some cars on the track, but not this new not next gen car. One. 
I believe from what I understand, <laughs> there's going to be a very well-known driver making the first, uh, gosh, I hope I'm not going to drop his name. I can't do it. There's going to be a very well-known driver, one of Statman's favorite of all times, oh, that will wow. make the first pass in a next-gen car, I think, on that Friday. Okay, so basically with Crasher, what you just don't said, even know. Do not. I shouldn't have said that. Would that be a Toyota no, guy? I'm, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Crash. God. Let me throw something in the mix oh, here before we go to break. Okay. You think, this is kind of tangential, but you think that the new car uh, has been able to equalize the field so these new kids are uh, suddenly competing with the veterans? Look at Trackhouse, yeah, for freak's sake. Yeah. Chip Ganassi couldn't win squat, and this is Chip Ganassi's old team. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I didn't right? think of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. The Trackhouse, they got two wins this year. Well, he didn't have a, a pit course. bull. He didn't have a pit bull to, to, right. to, to push him along. But up bump. Yeah, okay, here you go, Crash, yeah. <laughs> and we, we'll talk to Myatt Snyder and Jordan Anderson about this. Xfinity Series drivers, or driver and owner, they're contending every freaking week. Colleague Racing with A.J. Allmendinger, they're contending every freaking week against the Richard Childresses. Yeah, there have been enough changes in the Xfinity, on yeah. the Xfinity side of things, to level the playing field as well. Yeah, yeah I think it's I think it's the uh, new car in the cup that it's equal playing field for everybody, and they don't have massive notebooks on what to do with the track. And so you got to be a racer. And some of these new teams are got racers in them. I mean, was it last week? Yeah. Last week in a Talladega seeing Suarez leading the field. I'm like, yes, this is what mm -hmm. we want. We want parody yeah. and we're getting parody this year. I yeah. love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. With, with this new car, it, when uh, stat, we've told you this, when we, we saw it for the first time at the Phoenix testing, it's got pipes out of both sides. Now it's just not out of one <laughs> side. And it sounds like those, old Trans Am cars, that just that guttural grind of... Yeah, you know. speaking of Trans Am, look at some of the pictures that they're posting of uh, Chris Dyson's Mustang. They yeah. got flames pouring out of the thing. The overlap mm -hmm. in the cam must be enormous. I asked him about that, and he just laughed and said, I have no idea what they put in the engine. <laughs> Coming up next, Jack Roush, a freaking flashback here in the Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com.
General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with a NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers. General Tire's Grabber X3 all-season mud terrain tire offers aggressive styling engineered for durability with innovative performance features ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with Speed Freaks since 2001. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back with the Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. LucasOil.com is a great website to check out a number of products to keep your rides on the road. You got two wheels, you got four wheels, you got yourself a boat. What about a fishing rod and reel? I'm telling you, man, go to LucasOil.com to find the products. Household products, products in your garage. Lucas Oil's got you covered. Go to LucasOil.com. Well, hold on. You say household products, it's not really labeled as such, but. You got a squeaky door? Mm. We got something new for you. It's yeah. called penetrating oil. Lucas Oil penetrating oil. Yep. No more WD-40, baby. If you are an automotive enthusiast, if you appreciate your car, you can take some of those things and then use them at home. Bam. Just saying. I love this. Mike Whitehead chiming in here saying, you know, Kenny, when you had Chris on last week, he talked about who was <laughs> who was doing the first laps. It's Richard Petty, okay? All right, there Listen, you go. It's Richard Petty, stat man, okay? <laughs> Richard Petty's going to take the first lap in the next-gen car, okay? The dude. Yeah. The now, dude. And it's funny because I I, I didn't want to break the news because I thought I remember Chris going, I don't know if I can say this or if it was off mic. So, all right. <laughs> and I've lost a few brain cells since then. I, hell, I lost about 3,500 over the last two days of drinking. No, just last night alone. Mm. Kenny was in rare form last night. Oh, Freak Nation. Southern comfort? No Southern comfort? <laughs> no, it was, uh, geez, it was uh, uh, 
organic margaritas. Mm-hmm. Organic. Whoa. Yeah, baby. And then I went for the I went for the vod. Went for the vodka. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I don't remember saying this, but Crasher, I admitted. I said, "Up, I'm drunk." Oh I yeah. <laughs> I admitted it. <laughs> yeah. Damn. When we came back with the families that we were with, where kids were playing at the park, we came back on, via boat and just chilled at home. And Kenny gets a cigar out, kicks his feet up on the table outside. He's like, man, I really am pretty drunk right now. <laughs> and I just grabbed his leg and I go, it's okay. We're at home now. He right. goes, well, see, yeah, that shows growth when uh, in Mexico. You- <laughs> when we were in Mexico, you just disappeared for a day and a half and right? didn't even admit to anything. <laughs> shows growth. <laughs> Very mature. What a mature drunk you are now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Richie, have you ever seen me drunk? I've seen you drunk a number of times. I've caused you to get drunk a number of times. You ever seen me drunk? Oh, uh, yeah. We went to see him in multiple years in a row. Uh, so that's probably, that counts. South Padre Island. Even though I was, I don't like to bring that. that, that oh, up. you open the door there, Richie. I'm going to look for that photo of you hugging the freaking <laughs> toilet, my man. It's back in my younger days, okay? Yeah. I Richie, was a child back then. Richie, if he ever gives you static, just get have a bottle of uh, Southern Comfort nearby and uh, just put it in his face and he'll wither yeah. just like a just like a <laughs> <laughs> That's his kryptonite, is Southern Comfort. That was gnarly. Slowly he turns. I did. I, I was gone for a full day. They they couldn't find me. Yeah, we were ready to call the police. We had yeah. no idea. Oh, we thought he we thought he had uh Left us. You guys didn't come check check up on my room. That's what well, it was. You wouldn't answer the door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Damn. This was this was after the police outside of Papa's and Beer grabbed him and threw him in the car and made us pay to get him out of the back of the car. Fifty dollars. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I walked out of. Uh, was it Papa's and Beer? Papa's right. and Beer, yeah. I walked out of there with a Tecate or something. Walked out of the bar into the street with it, and they they arrested they picked, me. They picked him out and Rosarita yeah. Peach out of thousands of people, laid out drunk, and they grabbed Kenny and threw yeah. him in the car and then turned to us and said, it'll cost you. And he yeah. just... <laughs> We had to come out of the come out of our pockets with money to get him out of. If there wasn't for that, there would have never been speed tricks. You think? Oh well, there you go. Yeah, see, we had to we had to salvage the freak nation. The freak nation was true. Just being born. I could be in the who's still in the who's gal in Mexico. Yeah, I know some. Right. I know some people who would have left you. There. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look at that, Mike checking in, man. He's gonna have some beer and some moonshine. We show up there in St. Louis. Oh, okay, yeah. darn. Oh, some shine. Oh, my. Yeah. Speaking Jack of squeaking doors. 80 a uh, week before last. Speaking and, of moonshine, is yeah. that our segue into uh-huh. Jack Roush? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the guy's moonshine. got more stories than anyone I've ever met in motorsports, and he would like to share them with us. And this is going back to, I believe, 2005, 2006, where we showed up at one of his appearances at a Ford dealership in Grand Prairie, Texas. Oh, wow. A little one-on-one when we had our Speed Channel show. It's Jack Roush and yours truly. Uh, enjoy this little flashback, man. Inside the ride, the Speed Freaks and Jack, when I rolled into 
Grand Prairie Ford. First thing out of your mouth, you said, I heard that some radical group was coming here to interview me. And it, who were you thinking of? Well, I was thinking of you, but I thought there would no be, be no way that you'd be here this evening in Granberry Ford. That really surprised me, but I was thinking of you. Brilliant. Let's do some word association before you get the hell out of here. Kurt Busch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A little Jack Roush. Touchy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth, he's solid. Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle is mean. Carl freaking Edwards. He's a gymnast. You know, I, I tell you a Carl Edwards story. You know, the, the, it's a 30 minute show, Jack. I understand. Uh, I'll only take 31 minutes, but, uh, we're at, we're at, uh, we're at, uh, Las Vegas and, uh, Mark has just won the Bush race on Saturday and Carl has, uh, finished second. He led and we had the best car and he had a flat tire. And Mark said, uh, or they, they asked Mark, they one of the questions they said, Mark and I are both up in the media center and they says, okay, what did, uh, what did uh, what did what did Carl say? What do you think Carl felt whenever uh, whenever he uh, had his flat tire and you won a race? And Mark says, "Well, he's a young man. He's going to win a lot of races. I've lost my races from flat tires, and he's going to lose. That's not the last one he's going to lose. But he said he's going to lose lots of them. He says I don't have many opportunities left. I'll keep this one. He'll get his later." And uh, they asked me, he says, what do you think he thought? I said, "Well, I, I can't tell you for sure what he thought. I got a I got a sense that I got a sense that it would be censored." But uh, I can tell you this. I said, whatever he was thinking, he was smiling like a Cheshire cat. And I said, the fact that that, uh, the fact that, that cat's smiling, I said, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that you can pet him on the back. I said, you should stay away from him. I said, there's two drivers in the, in the, in the garage area right now that drive these ca cars, have been driving them for years, that have had confrontations with him. And they've, been, they've understood for sure that in spite of the fact he was smiling and talking to him about something that was between them, it didn't mean that they could touch him on the back right now. So Carl Edwards is a hell of a driver, but he's a badass. You don't you don't want to mess with him, right? Carl, one, one driver in particular gave Carl the finger, and and uh, and that happened during the middle of the race. And at the end of the race, he bounced right up in the trailer, and he said, "Look, Mister, and I'm not going to say it who it is, but it, the driver was a driver that you wouldn't think of that uh, somebody would necessarily take on." He bounced in there. He told him, he says, "Look," he says, "If you thought today that I was trying to hold you up." He says, I apologize. I'm just a rookie. I says, I'm proud to be here. I'm trying to learn from all you guys. I said, I'll get out of your way as soon as I see you there. I said, I wasn't trying to hold you up. And if you think in the future, if you think that I'm trying to hold you up, as soon as I see you, I'll get out of the way. It's not intentional. But he said, on the other hand, and he was smiling. On the other hand, if you give me a finger again, I will whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he will. <laughs> and he will. One name that we I haven't brought up, man. And again, it's a 30-minute show, Jack Roush. Mark Martin. Oh, Mark Martin is the man. You know, everything that you could say about, uh, about a race car driver, you got to say about Mark Martin. You know, the, 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 I'll just go back to some of my roots. You know, it isn't the size of the dog that, that determines the fight, but it's the size of the fight in the dog. Mm -hmm. And, and he is, he, there's a lot of fight in that little dog. He can do it. Would Jack Roush be sitting on this table next to Kenny Sargent with Speed Freaks with two championships on his fingers? And I see you got those snappy coins in your, in your pocket there, which I don't have. Would you be sitting on this table if Mark Martin was not a part of your life? Uh, if Mark Martin had left me in, 19, in 1989, which was the first time he got a little frustrated with me because of my own ineptitude and what my program was doing and, and some of his problems at the time. If, if we had not fixed that and moved on, I'm sure that I wouldn't be sitting with five teams right now facing off against the best in stock car racing. And there are cats in this room that don't realize that you got your start in this snappy little Falcon going down a quarter mile with about five bucks in your pocket. Yeah, I had all that going for me. I had a 292 Ford steel truck, truck uh, crankshaft in it, 
and uh, I would race the wind. I know one particular day I was racing uh, in, uh, I was sitting at a traffic light in, in Allen Park, Michigan, ready to make a right turn onto a four-lane road that was a, was a, uh, was, was a secondary road, wasn't an expressway, and uh, ready to pull out there, and there's a 442 Ozenmobile, red one with a hot-looking blonde, blonde-haired girl in there, and, uh, and she was hot as it turned out. But anyway, it was, he was going, rev, rev, rev. He was ready for the light to change, and man, I said, this is going to be good, because 442 Ozenmobiles, they didn't have much for my Falcon. So we rolled out, and I was not really nailing it hard, because I want to keep him interested. I didn't want him to get discouraged mm-hmm. and quit. So I'm picking him up to worthwhile speed, and I looked, and here come the gumball machine. Oh, my God, you know. So, so the policeman, he flags him over, and he pulls over, and he comes right up to me, and he pulls me over. So I pull over, and he goes back to him spends just a minute and he's 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 on this car for just a second and all of a sudden this osmobile goes by burning rubber i mm-hmm. says guys 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 a speed freak he must be you know here he comes yeah i said he's going to come back and he's going to flag me off too except he had that blood vessel about the size of your index finger popped out on the side of his neck and his face was red as a, a tomato he says okay son of a bitch he said his wife was having a baby what's your excuse <laughs> <laughs> i'm look jack i'm <laughs> I'm an, <laughs> it went down just like that. I couldn't make that up. Did you say you said to the cop or did he say it to you? No, he said, okay, she said, what's your excuse? His wife's having a baby. In fact, he said it the other way around. Look, I'm an old but I've never heard gumball machine referred to the to the cops. Well, that's that's what we called them in Michigan. You know, it was not a good thing, but they go ding, ding, ding. It was kind of a gumball machine thing going off, yeah. Jack, you've been in the Speed Freaks pit so many times, and actually, we had you on, of course, before Matt Kenseth took home the championship, and when I saw you win the, that championship, hold that trophy up, I saw a few things. One is, you said you finally freaking got it, and two, it was quite a relief. You finally got one that you felt you deserved about, in what, 91, 90, when was that? Yeah, in, 19, in 1990. Uh, Mark Martin had a chance to win a championship and it went bad for us at Richmond as it turned out, which was only the third race of the, of the year. They took 46 points and they were not taken for good reason. And, and, uh, we lost the, ch- the championship, uh, by 26 points as it worked out. But, you know, in, 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 in 2002, uh, 2003, Mark Martin was there with me. He was a partner with me with Matt Kenseth. He'd brought Matt Kenseth to me. That was Mark Martin's championship as it wasn't much, as much as it was mine. One last word. Look at that camera. Tell everybody about Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks are cool. They're in the air. They're everywhere. I'm Kenny Sargent. This is Jack Rouse. Say bye, Jack. Goodbye. Wow. Yeah. uh, Jack Rouse interviews were always legendous. Wow. Gumball machine. You ever ever said that stat, man? Referring to a cop car? Not referring to a cop car, no. I had other names for cop cars that we won't go into right now because I don't think you have a, a live button that will take it. <laughs> right. And, uh, we've got about, uh, do the bath, Kitty. We've got about three and a half minutes, but we've talked about this ad nauseum in regards to Jack Roush that what he has meant to I mean, forget NASCAR, forget stock car, what he's meant to the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do a deep dive. If you ever get a chance to do a deep dive on Jack Roush, I, is there not, is there a biography out on him? Autobiography on? I don't think so. I haven't seen it. Well, that would be loaded. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, the significance. Yeah, Jack Roush started 
kind of hinted at it there, but he made his bones in drag racing yeah. long before NASCAR. He did Ford Pinto. He used to race Pinto, Pintos, for crying out loud. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jack Rouse was the dude. So he's had influences or he's had his influence in Formula One, in IndyCar, obviously in sports cars. I believe was it his daughter who raced sports cars? I mean, just it's he's everywhere. What did he do in Formula One? Didn't he? Oh, God, we're talking about like back in the 90s. Now, there was something I remember reading about this. He had helped a team just, I don't know, something with their engine development preseason and then they carried some of his ideas on to through the season. I know Warren Johnson helped Ferrari with uh, their yeah. launch program when black when Warren Johnson was winning everything in drag racing and they called him and said how do we get this sled started and he taught him how. <laughs> Pro stock guy over to Formula One. Yeah. I mean, hello. That's what's cool about motorsports when it does cross over like that. And I mean, because we've gone through plenty of phases of I'm better than you. And, you know, this series is so much better than that one and blah, blah, blah. But when they actually just put all their egos aside and actually help each other, there's nothing better than that. It's just it's so cool to watch. Richie, do you again, you're a relative newbie to motorsports. Does the name Mark Martin mean anything to you? The Viagra car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yep, there you go. Not Valvoline. Okay, so you think of Viagra before you think of Valvoline. Correct. Okay. Yeah. What's Valvoline, Crash? I don't know. Wasn't he Valvoline for a while? I don't know. I she didn't fall for it, that man. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's, it's a subpar product to obviously the best. Uh, yeah, Lucas okay, oil. Lucas Oil being the best. But... I, I remember when we had him on, Statman, when we were doing was, that Saturday I was thinking show. about that when yeah. you brought it up. I yeah. brought up the Viagra car, and I kind of made a joke about it. And it, I offended him, man. He No, it's uh, – and he put me in my place. Yeah, he took the next 10 or 15 minutes to straighten that up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, played, I used to play a NASCAR video game when I was a kid when Mark Martin was sponsored by Viagra. And in the video game, they had to blur out and change the paint scheme because they wouldn't allow Viagra to be in a children's video game. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so his his car was just like a blue car. And all it said was like Mark Martin on it. And then <laughs> that's greatness. Uh, well, they had spoil the, the kids' minds with that. They had an F1 car that was sponsored by Durex. And uh, there was places where... Uh, they couldn't show that in uh, games and so forth. That the Durex. Oh, I, I I don't know. No, stat. Okay. We gotta go to break. Okay. We gotta, we, we've got to go to break. Gotta look something up during the break. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got to go to break, freak. As straight straightener out on that one, <laughs> Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. Crash Gladys. And Statman. Here's the Freaks. Speed 
Second hour of Speed Freaks coming up. Myatt Snyder, the son of Marty Snyder. If you're familiar with Marty Snyder, he works for NBC. You see him covering the majority of motorsports for NBC, but he also covers other sports for uh, NBC. His son, Myatt Snyder, running in the Xfinity Series car with Jordan Anderson. Um, Autosports or motorsports, Crash? Autosport. Autosport, okay. Uh, So Jordan and Myatt will be joining us this hour. Not much motorsports coming up. Did you miss the first hour? A little salute to Jack Roush turning 80. Legendary NASCAR team owner, automotive genius, turned 80 recently. We had a flashback of 17 years ago uh, with Jack Roush. 17 years. My gosh. The hell's going on with that? That is just gnarly. So, yeah, man, that was last hour. And we had Paddle Award, your IndyCar Series winner from barber uh, he joined us last hour hopefully you follow us on twitter instagram we're there for you on facebook facebook live right now we're on facebook live youtube twitch thank you guys for hanging out I man a lot of you guys commenting on our uh video show video show god that sounds so old god what the <laughs> just hell just on the show period yeah, jesus show. christ video audio doesn't matter yeah, okay. show. video show how's it going bozo robber room coming up video show the video killed the radio star it sure did nice job richie i remember here's one for you i and on that note i remember my dad was probably stumped too when live video came out versus like film uh, it had to be the 60s you know it had to be 60s late 60s early 70s i was asking my dad what the difference was think about it i you're used to seeing like film but when i would see video and even live video i was asking my dad to explain it he's going what it's, son i don't know it's just it's called Video, it's what film. What are you talking about? Like, what was the difference? It's just like, if, if you look at, like the, like this, this isn't film. This isn't grainy. This is, this is, this is digital. Right. Okay. But you compare it to film and film. Like old film. But yeah, but just film versus, sorry, I, man, it, this rabbit hole is six feet wide here, man. Well, no, they, uh, there was one time uh, when I first started that they had to, when they put, supers on the screen to tell you what person's name or where you yeah. are or whatever you uh, had to put on there color news film or color video or something so that people would know that this is this is different you know i mean this is uh it's not what you used to look at and and hmm. you know video is obviously a lot clearer in fact now some low budget films they'll shoot it on video and then they have a filter that they can mm-hmm. put it in and turn it into put some grain in it so it looks like film yeah and it's it, it listen it's awesome to hear old guys like me and even young dudes like Richard C Suave even say film me <laughs> on their phone come on richie it happens <laughs> You millennials still use film me. I remember I, I used to get on you all the time for that. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, Kenny, it's record. There is no yeah. film <laughs> in a phone. I'm recording you. I am not filming you. But you also say, millennial man, that when you talk to, oh, I talked to so-and-so yesterday. No, you text them. You didn't talk <laughs> to right. him. It wasn't an actual 
yeah. verbal conversation. It was a typed conversation. Yeah, this is true. So I, 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 that's uh, what four minutes into a second hour of the okay. show. At uh, if you if you didn't learn anything Indeed. there, Freak Nation. Wow, Dover race is postponed until tomorrow noon Eastern, supposedly. Yeah, uh, our weather girl, Crash Gladys, mm, absolutely looked it up on. Uh, Weather.com, it looks like a 60% chance of nope, rain. I, I, weather, well, no, weather.com actually is pretty good. But when it comes to apps, the My Radar app is mm-hmm. so bomb. Oh, the I secret is the hippy-dippy weather, man. You can't, you can't you go, go to anybody else. Wow, man, we are. What you say, the hippy-dippy weatherman? Yeah, hippy-dippy yeah. weatherman. That was George Carlin. That's how George oh, Carlin. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. I the thought we were going down the, the lane of good luck weather.com. No, Crash, my too. gosh. <laughs> When I got kicked off the air at KSHU TV as the weatherman with a good luck weather duck. Good oh, luck okay. weather duck. <laughs> and I had, a, I had an umbrella with a duck head at the end of it, and I'd point to different parts of the Texas. <laughs> Were you backwards? You didn't tell. <laughs> shush, shush. Shush, going to resume with some affiliates. <laughs> good luck weather duck. <laughs> Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks, resuming with a number of affiliates. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Maybe you're watching us on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live. Regardless, thank you for hanging out with the Freaks. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Great. A great website to check out, GeneralTire.com, to find the tire for whatever you drive. You got a F-250? What about a sports car? What about one of those new EVs that are rolling around? Yes, they've got the tire for your ride, Freak Nation. The official tire of the Freak Nation. General Tire, GeneralTire.com. <laughs> Stat, you're laughing. Don't make Crash laugh doing pit news and notes, man. Okay? Luck, We've been All through right. so much, and you never dropped that on the table. <laughs> Just go, Crash, please. (laughs) All right, Supercross in Denver last night in front of his home state crowd at Mile High Stadium. Eli Tomac secured his second championship with a fifth place finish. And like we talked about last hour, he is now officially the oldest rider to ever win in Supercross. The 49-year history of the sport, by the way. And he's 29. Yep, old man. Old man Eli Tomac. Jason Anderson was the actual winner of the race in 450s and Hunter Lawrence, the winner in 250s. But of course, it's the month of May. Happy May 1st. IndyCar, baby. No better way to kick off the month of May if you're an IndyCar driver than with a win. And that's what Patricio Award did in the IndyCar race in Barber this weekend. So other Barber winners, Linus Lundquist in Indy Lights, Nolan Siegel in Indy Pro 2000. And then there were two USF 2000 races. They were split between first Jagger Jones, who was Parnelli Jones's grandson, and then Freak Nation favorite Miles Rowe. NHRA campaigned their second four wide nationals of the year. This time it was in Charlotte, and this time it was without pro stock. Mike Salinas took the top fuel Wally, and John Force snagged his Charlotte four wide win in Funny Car. But just when you think John is the most colorful interview at the top end, we also talked about this last hour. How about Steve Johnson, who won in Pro Stock Motorcycles, his second consecutive Pro Stock Motorcycle Wally, basically slammed Angel Senpei, Matt Smith, and Angie Smith all in his top end interview, but then finished it off by saying, but I don't hate anyone. I just say what I feel. Trans Am Race Sonoma and Chris Dyson continued his tear through the series, especially wine country. He won last weekend in Laguna Seca, and then again this weekend, Flag to flag in Sonoma. IMSA 
was at Laguna Seca this weekend, and it was Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor resetting the track record on Saturday and then driving off to a mega win in the top class come Sunday. NASCAR postponed to tomorrow noon Eastern time. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. General Tire offers a wide variety of options that will stand against whatever life brings your way. Whatever you drive, truck, car, or SUV, General Tire has long-lasting, all-season Altimax, RT43 to the aggressive, all-terrain grabber ATX. General Tire covers on-road performance, off-road capability, and durability. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire, getting speed freaks where we've needed to be since 2001. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with a NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction... In wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. LucasOil.com, LucasOil.com, the official oil of the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, great website to check out. You got yourself a two-wheeler? What about final sports car? 
a boat. Lucas Oil, the products to keep all of your rides on the road. LucasOil.com. All right, we don't have too much time here. We got to um, we got to get to the interview with uh, Myatt Snyder and Jordan Anderson. So, Statman, here you go. So, I was uh, I was K- KSHU. It was like no, Channel Three it. or whatever the hell was it? It was, it was the Sam Houston State TV station. And when you're a um, radio TV major, you you've got to do all these different things. Like you were. I was an anchor. I was a weather person, weatherman. And I went, I, God, so stupid. I mean, the map was just, you know, just, just big cardboard thing. And, but I would point to different parts of Texas with, with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really like the mallard. Yeah, I would, I would use the, the mallard face to point to the, <laughs> to point to it. And, and now to Houston with 79% humidity, 20% chance of showers. <laughs> And I'd point to Houston with my good luck weather duck stat, man. <laughs> there it is. The good luck weather duck. There yeah. you go. We got to bring. We got to bring that into the freak nation somehow. It, uh, it Actually, was so yes. It was so lucky that I got kicked off TV for a show because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the TV came back to me. See if I can do it here. The TV came back to me, and I'm looking over here at the monitor. They came back early. And I was doing this, like scratching my nose. It looked like with I had the my, duck? like I had my no, I had my finger. Yeah, with the duck. No, with my finger up my nose. And I looked at the monitor. And I just started laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh my god! And our professor after the show called and says, "Kenny, you're off the air next week. You couldn't <laughs> contain yourself." Didn't we just talk about how mature you were in the first hour, and now we're talking about mm. your immature days? Yes. Well, that was when alcohol was involved. He's right. <laughs> Myatt Snyder, Jordan Anderson coming up. Your stat man, Scat. Uh, and not much motorsports will be here in the Freak Nation. Uh, it, you've missed any of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. Hopefully, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, of course, Facebook. We're live right now and on YouTube and Twitch. Coming up, Myatt Snyder and Jordan Anderson here in the Freak Nation. But first, your stat man, Scat. <laughs> It's been a week since NASCAR driver Denny Hamlin criticized fellow racer Kyle Larson by posting an ugly Asian stereotype on social media. NASCAR ordered Hamlin to take racial sensitivity courses as a result. What's happening inside the stock car racing industry? NASCAR continues to find itself in these situations. Two years ago, it was Larson who used a racial pejorative over an open internet microphone. Then it was the noose found in a garage assigned to black driver Daryl Wallace. To be fair, the FBI investigated and found the noose was in the Alabama garage a year before the garage was assigned to Wallace. And five days ago, a driver from a series owned by NASCAR was suspended indefinitely for an assault away from the track. More light needs to be shined inside the closed circus that is the NASCAR garage. That's kind of happening with the growth of new drivers at the front of the field, another generation of competitors, and hopefully another generation of thought can emerge from that. Thankfully. Peace. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. It'll be 22 years coming up in June that we've been doing this thing. A great website to check out to keep your rides on the road. It's lucasoil.com. It's lucasoil.com. Myatt Snyder, Jordan Anderson joining us now here in the Freak Nation. As I mentioned earlier, I've been chasing down these happy bastards for, it feels like six years, actually, for about six weeks. We finally, we finally got it. Uh, Myatt Snyder running the Xfinity Series. Jordan Anderson is a driver and a team owner. So many things I want to talk to you guys about. But first of all, let's get this out of the way. Uh, Myatt, you shaved your damn face. Now you're growing the beard back. And when you shaved your face, it looked like you were 15. How can a dude that has such a baby face have so much hair uh, on his chin? How'd that work out? Uh, it's. I, I think I can categorize it as uh, supreme laziness because I don't think I shaved since Martinsville the previous year. So uh, that was all the way in. That was all the way in like October or November. So a uh, good like four or five months of just just letting it go out. And so I had the full uh, full Amish mode going. So uh, if I kept it going any longer, we might have had to run the trailer without this trailer without any electricity. Well, again, my, my point is you have a baby face, Myatt. And just, it's incredible that you have this big, burly freaking beard. I don't, it looked as if you, know, you had, you know, went to a costume shop and put it on, but no, that was a legit beard, bro. It's weird because my dad can't really grow a beard. He doesn't really have beard genes. And so I, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm just a freak of nature. <laughs> Ooh, so that makes dad jealous, I would assume. Uh, I don't think he's quite jealous of it. I think it's, uh, his, his beard grows a little slower, so he doesn't have to shave it as often. So, I'm just like, I've been blessed and cursed with this. Jordan, you're married now. It's been a staunch two weeks, I believe. What about a beard for you? I mean, what's the wife say? Facial hair or no facial hair? Come November, are you going to do the no, the November thing? She She's not a fan. You know, I tried to go my route. And uh, after Phoenix last year, the last race of the year, I, I tried to let it go and grow out. For some reason, this area here doesn't grow in, so I had, like, the neck the neck beard going on, and she just wasn't a fan of that. So, I wasn't graced with the uh, the beard gene that Maya got, so I'll keep a shaved face, and she's a little bit more happier with that. So, as long as she's happy, I'll keep it clean shaven, and, and the whole house will be happy. So, I've, I've already learned that note, so we'll keep it that way. <laughs> That's actually more Amish St- than Maya, though. Statman like that. that shaking his head. He, know, he, he knows exactly what George is talking about. <laughs> It took me a while. I was long an adult and through with adult beverages by the time I was able to grow a beard. So it was, uh, it was strange. I know when we were on TV, I used to. I tell to, you, uh, it, it's it funny, you know, because we, we were joking about it because my shaved it. And we went and ran Martinsville and, and had a good night there. And then Talladega, you know, got a top 10. So I'm like, man, you're going to have to keep the clean shaven face so it's it's working out for them but uh we've had a whirlwind week i mean talladega was was a big week in forest you know to come away with a, a top 10 i had a birthday the week before got married uh, a lot of a lot of good things going on so uh we're, we're at dover this weekend hopefully keeping the the momentum rolling but uh, it's been a crazy year it's been a, a fun year you know the first season that we've been able to work together with myatt and bring him on board with us and, and our team is growing i mean it wasn't uh, three, four years ago, we were just getting started in the truck series and now to be running Xfinity every week. It's, it's been exciting, but a lot of things going on. And, and I got introduced my wife now is, is a co-owner on a team, now, I guess. So oh. it's a whole new chapter Ooh. of life. <laughs> oh, I'm liking that. 
client with that kind of resume, you'll never be able to shave again. You, you, you're the, yeah. You're yeah, no, Jordan, Jordan's got to have a birthday every week and he's got to get married every week. If we're going to be about luck. <laughs> well, hold on, though, because you guys are talking about that when we're talking about facial hair or birthdays and weddings and what brings luck on the track. Are you guys, both of you or either one of you, superstitious? Because the lineage of superstitions in racing goes long. Does it apply to you guys? I mean, I actually tried a playoff beard last year. Well, I did the opposite. I, I, sh- I did a playoff shave. So I, I had a beard all like, I think, all the way up to Bristol last year. And we were actually starting to kind of come into our own and run really good. And then uh, as soon as I shaved it, we had bad luck. So I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I do need to keep it. Oh, Jordan? Not really. You know, there's there's a few things that I'll, I'm more of a um, a repetition kind of guy. You know, if I've got a good day or a good race or something, I'll, I'll go back and try and do things a certain way. I mean, I, I like my certain things I'll eat for a day or certain things I'll drink or certain things like that. But, uh, you know, uh, you look back at some of the jokes, like you can't have a $50 bill. Well, you know, yeah. both times I ran Daytona, we finished second. I accidentally, somebody gave me a $50 bill and I had one in my wallet both times. No, come on. When I, when I started racing dirt late models, our sponsor was, uh, my hometown forest acres, their colors were white and green. So I had a green dirt late model for two years and we won a lot of races with that thing. So we've kind of broke a lot of the, the superstitions. The only thing that I won't let somebody have, and my dad's done it a couple times, he's brought peanuts to the racetrack, and that's a no-go. Like, get those things out of here. That's about the only thing that I that I hold true to is don't don't bring peanuts anywhere around here. Because I think the last three or four times, because my, my dad loves peanuts. We're from South Carolina. He loves boiled peanuts. He goes all over those things. And I think every single time he's brought off the racetrack, he either crashed or blown a motor Dude. or the trailers burn a bearing on the way to the track. I'm like, no more, no more. So that's about the only thing. So when you put your shoes on, either one of you, when you put your shoes on, is it left, right, uh, or right, left? I don't know. I never thought about that one. I just put them on. <laughs> what about you? I haven't ever done that, but I've seen some people who will put one pant leg on and then put the shoe on, and then they'll put one other pant leg on, put the shoe on, and I think that's just insanity. So I don't do that. Holy I've got smokes. I'm trying to add one more to my, my thing to remember and keep up, but there's always so much room up there. Uh, well, the reason I wanted to team you guys up is because, Jordan, you still consider yourself a racer, a driver, but you're also a big time Xfinity Series team owner. So there's got to be a lot of emotions going on. And, and it's maybe it's something that you guys don't necessarily want to talk about. We, but we got to bring it up because I've never had a chance to ask this of somebody as a team owner. When you see your driver on the backstretch of Daytona last lap up in the catch fence, give me your emotions. And then, Matt, uh Share your emotions with me, maybe as it's happening, and then after, from your perspective of, oh hell, the car's damaged. Okay, I'm okay. Uh, what's Jordan thinking? I, I just want to hear the array of emotions that went down during that last lap. Yeah, I tell you, that's uh, for me, and 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 Maya will probably probably say so as well. But uh, for me this year, I think that watching him race and seeing him in the pit box has been more stressful than being behind the wheel. Cause something about being a race car driver, it's so much of a control thing. Like you're the one that's, that's holding the steering wheel. You're, you're in control of what that race car does. And when I'm sitting on the pit box, watching him race, it's kind of a helpless feeling. Cause I can't help him. I can't do anything. And I think those last, uh, I think Kenny, when you actually came by the, the pit box there with like 20 to go, I was a nervous wreck. Like my hands are sitting here like shaking because he's three wide in the middle mm-hmm. and there's guys crashing everywhere. And I'm like, oh, please, please don't pick this <laughs> thing up. So, you know, it's definitely a, a crazy feeling. But yeah, going back to that Daytona deal, we were sitting in the pit box and, you know, he'd done a great job our race. We were sitting like fifth place in the last lap. And, 
we're in a really good shot because Daytona, I mean, heck, the year before in the truck series, I was 11th of the white flag. He was fifth. So we were still in contention for potentially coming out up front on that deal. But, yeah, it's definitely not a good feeling. You know, the, the first thing you think is hopefully he's all right. And then I see him get out of the car and he walks in and I'm like, man, we just lost a, lost a race car. I mean, the rear clip is 100 yards down the racetrack, the motors in turn three, like that thing was, was pretty torn up. But it, it put a lot of things in perspective for me. I mean, I'd never, never been that that position, still a fairly new new owner on this side of things. And, you know, sitting outside the care center while he was, he was in the care center for what, probably about an hour. Uh, definitely an emotional roller coaster for me, but just thankful that our guys built a, a safe race car. Makes you, makes you appreciate, you know, the, the chassis, we get RCR chassis and we've got, uh, he runs a carbon fiber seat with a pour in it, and, you know, everything on the safety side of things did its job. So, you know, sometimes we forget that uh, racing is still a, a dangerous sport, but, you know, we're very fortunate that things are to the level they are with what NASCAR does on the safety level of things that, you know, we can have crashes like that. And he was back in the race car the next week. And it's like, that's still insane to think about, but, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're pretty tough on the racing side of things, but, uh, I don't know. I'm sure you're probably, probably tired of talking about the Daytona crash. <laughs> that's gotta be like, I don't know, for, for me as a driver, like I've had some crashes, but like that one there is one that you're going to be like 70 years old sitting like, Hey kid, hey kid, look at this from back in the day. Y'all seen me do this before? No. Um, <laughs> and I walked away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I mean, it, it was frustrating for me because, you know, I just want to get a good finish for the team. You know, I, I, Starting off the year strong is important. You know, it doesn't define the rest of the year, but it helps to just, you know, get everybody amped up. And, you know, you start off with like a top five or something like that. And it's just, it makes you more hyped for the rest of the year. And so, um, and we were this close from it. So basically what happened is I just got, um, I got two pushes uh, that were too close together. Like the guy behind me was pretty aggressive. And so he pushed me once and got me sideways. And I kind of started to correct it, and then he pushed me again before I could finish correcting it, and that's kind of what got us uh, sent into the fence. And so I spun off the nose of the guy next to me, and then um, I was kind of nose to nose with the guy all the way next to the wall. And um, they had a head of steam, so they were pushing me, and that kind of just caused the car to lift up. And um, at that point, I knew that nothing that would happen from there would be any good. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, here it goes. And, um, and after that, it was just kind of a blur because everything, the, the car caught the fence, it spun around, and then it landed back on the track pretty quickly. Um, and the chassis actually got so twisted up from it that um, when it was sliding to a stop, the left side of the car was on the ground. And I thought it was, once it hit the grass, that it was going to dig in and flip over again. I'm like, please, not again. And um, luckily, it didn't happen again. So come to a stop. I look to my right. Transmission's gone. There's a gaping hole in the car. And I'm like, oh. The motor's gone. I look around me and I'm like, oh, everything's gone but me. So, um, Whoa. and um, I get out and I kind of look at the car and there's not much left of it. And I'm like, all right then. So, um, a funny story I have about everything that followed that was um, my girlfriend has been um, on me to be better about texting her back after the race and letting me know I'm okay. If you know, something happens or just letting her know that I'm fine. And, um, so I'm like, the first thing I thought about after I laid down in the ambulance, um, I was like, I should text her. And so I look over to the paramedic and I was like, Hey, can I see your phone? He was like, he gives, he gives me his phone and I'm like, I'm okay. It's my, and so I tried to call my dad, but of course he's not going to pick up some random Daytona beach number. Um, and so I got to see him and luckily I was pretty okay with it because, uh, everything that happened, because I knew that I was fine. I knew that 
you know, I, my foot was just a little bruised, but um, luckily I came out of it okay and I was at the race next week. But uh, yeah, you know, I, really I was more upset that we didn't get to finish the race because we were going to end up like third, fourth, or fifth, something mm-hmm. like that. So it's uh, that's just how racers are. Listening to you talk about the cell phone issue and needing to communicate with your dad, communicate with your girlfriend. It just makes me think Brad Keselowski ruined this for everybody. You guys can't carry your cell phones in your fire suits anymore. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I, if, if I had my cell phone with me and that was happening, I would have right. just taken a video and, you know, so I could have that for later. Um, You'd be on TikTok climbing out of the car and you're like, oh, right. sorry. <laughs> Seriously. Freak Nation, we have a part two of that coming up. We'll do that when we come back from the next break. But Statman, listen to that interview. I, we talk about us being around for 22 years. We know what happened in February of 2001 when Dale Earnhardt lost his life. And you look at his accident compared to where we are now. I mean, look at this. Look at that. I mean, that's that's before the fireball. If you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch, you see his Myatt Snyder's 31 Xfinity car up in the catch fence. And just a, a, a bruise, but you look at Dale Earnhardt and when he hit that wall in between what, three and four, it, it doesn't compare to that. No, it doesn't compare at all because uh, Earnhardt hit the wall with no soft wall. And it yeah. was, the violence was so strong that the rear end moved a f- couple of feet forward Um and uh, uh, Walter, Daryl Walter, watching it on TV, knew immediately there was a problem because mm-hmm. the, all of the energy of the car went into the wall. In that case, with uh, Snyder, it went up into the fence and all the energy was thrown around and spun around and, and uh, was able to dissipate. In the other one, it just all went into the car and uh, wasn't good. Well, I think what I'm getting to is the the – NASCAR in particular, and I, well, I would say IndyCar, right? Crashed the the safety yes. of these cars. Yes, yes, uh, ha, it has been one of one of the biggest developments since we've been doing yes, the show, without right. question. All all drag racing, open wheel, uh, stock cars, sports cars—they all are much more uh, cognizant of safety for the drivers. <clears throat> Still, we got about three minutes left, but still recall those conversations with Mario Andretti when he's running Formula One back in the 60s and how he would say uh, he and the other drivers would look around in their pre-race meeting, think, yep, one or two of these guys, they're not going to be around this year. We're going to lose them. Yeah. And the guys would sit on gas tanks practically mm. in sports car racing. And, uh, they, they, you know, that I've talked to drivers that just shake their head and said, we had no idea the danger that we were in. And it was just, just luck that more of us didn't leave. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Cars are infinitely safer than they were even 20 years ago between Dale and now. Oh, yeah. Oh, without question. Yes. Crasher, there was that wreck with Kenny Brack at Texas Motor Speedway where oh. he got up in the catch fence and there was nothing left but him in the tu- in his tub. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, he had some issues, but <sighs> it just I was surprised that he came out of that as yeah. well as he did. Or Scott Dixon was an Indy when he got upside down and landed on the on the f- fence 
upside down, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. It's just... And he it's truly just, did walk away from that one. Yeah, and yeah. McDowell, all the spinning, oh, yeah. and you know that was crazy. You know, it's just. But thankfully, the spinning was able to dissipate the energy, and uh, didn't get into the into the car as much. Yeah, that's the advancement of safety in cars over the last twenty two years is just to to use a old term, stunning. It, it took Dale's death. To you know, twenty-two years later, a guy like Myatt Snyder can get up in the catch fence, catch fire, and text his girlfriend in the back of the ambulance. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, when we started this show, June of the year two thousand, mm-hmm. there were arguments throughout the driver garage in NASCAR about how how stupid the Hans device was, and there, there's no way they wanted to wear. It. They some of the drivers were calling it a toilet seat. Yeah. I'm not wearing that toilet seat. That, that takes away some of my field of vision when I, you know, the people just were so stupid about the actual safety component of it. I think it was IndyCar and F1 had, had made it permanent. And they said, you have to wear these now. And NASCAR is just pushing and pushing away from it. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. All right. More with Matt, my, excuse me, Myatt Snyder and Jordan Anderson coming up after we get a break. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined engine is one of the most important components of your vehicle. When improperly maintained, you can experience mechanical wear, poor fuel economy, or even a breakdown. Lucas High Performance Motor Oils are proven to lower oil temperatures for longer oil life, reduce metal fatigue, and keep engines clean and free of deposits much longer. They protect against oil foaming, slow oil burning, and raise oil pressure in worn engines. For more information, visit lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil. Keep that engine alive. General Tire offers a wide variety of options that will stand against whatever life brings your way. Whatever you drive, truck, car, or SUV, General Tire has long-lasting, all-season Ultimax RT43 to the aggressive all-terrain grabber ATX. General Tire covers on-road performance, off-road capability, and durability. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire, getting speed freaks where we've needed to be since 2001. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. 
friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, coming up more of that Maya Snyder Xfinity Series pilot and Jordan Anderson, the owner of the Xfinity Series team. Jordan Autosports, Crasher? Jordan Anderson. <sighs> Sorry. Bomberito Autosport. There you go. There Bang. You go. Like that. Uh, one of the front runners. It, 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 it's not a hugely funded team, whether it's Gibbs or Richard Childress, but they're running up front with Myatt Snyder. And that last segment, we talked about the accident that um, has put put Myatt Snyder on the map for a lot of people. Uh, we pick it up with Myatt and Jordan Anderson, go a little deep with them here in the Freak Nation. Jordan Anderson joining us here in the Freak Nation, of course, running the Xfinity Series. He got uh, the Monster Mile this weekend. And Jordan, as a, as a team owner, it's, it's fun to watch young team owners, and we're seeing it in the Cup Series, in the Xfinity Series, where back in the day, you didn't have a shot in hell to win a race. But now, new owners, uh, Trackhouse, Jordan Anderson, I uh, could go on and on. You guys have a shot to win races and to win championships. I mean, call it racing, for freak's sake, taking on the powerhouses. What's been the big difference for owners like yourself that you can compete with those uh, those big guns, whether it's Childress or Hendrick or Stuart Haas. Yeah, I think you're you're starting to see the, the the playing field get leveled out on a lot of different points. So you go starting at the bottom, like a truck series, they came in in 2018 with the Elmore Motors. So you know, no matter whether you're a Chevy, Ford, Toyota, you've got it on that Elmore Motors. So that kind of equaled the playing field out there. You come up to the Xfinity Series, we run the composite body. So. You know, you may have a different nose or different tail, but every single car out here has got to run this composite body. So it moved away from when we had fabricators making, you know, fenders and doors. And you guys remember the, the twisted bodies that used to run here in the Xfinity series. So we've gotten away from that and moved toward the composite body. And now you see on the Cup series, they've gone to this next gen car, which you look at Ross's win last week, that was the same car he won with Dakota. So, you know, to see that kind of, um, you know, movability to run a car or different tracks. You see that a little bit on the Xfinity series, but you know, you can basically say that you look at a team like JGR or RCR and you look at our team, 
you know, we're able to, to, to go buy RCR chassis, we run their chassis, we run ECR motors, we've got the same body they do. So the gap is closed quite a bit. And, and with that gap being closed, it takes down payroll. You know, I don't have to keep a, you know, three or four full-time fabricators on staff because these bodies just, they, they go together a lot easier. So, you know, being able to outsource some of that stuff has certainly brought costs down, has brought overhead down quite a bit. And we're able to take that money you typically would have to spend in those areas. And we're able to spend it more on, you know, spindles and, and things that can make more of a difference on how the car handles and, and give mine a better piece. So, you know, we've really tried to stockpile over the last year and a half on, on what we did. And this whole thing started fall, winter of 2020. We made a decision to go Xfinity race and we started out by buying five cars from RCR. And as the year went on last year and even this year, we bought more and we're up to running our 18 chassis and bodies that we purchased together to just keep building inventory. And, you know, as we work to kind of get our stuff better, we're able to streamline to make sure all the parts are the same. We're able to build some sim uh, engineering software to kind of help our cars better when they unload. So everything that we're doing is working towards trying to be a better and more competitive race team. And, you know, it is crazy. I mean, I still remember coming to Dover in 2018. I drove in here with uh, one truck that I'd run the week before in my dually and gooseneck. So, you know, fast forward four years later, it's kind of crazy to see how much we've grown. But I think it's a perfect example of, I think, you know, motorsports as a whole went through a, a, a tough time, you know, 15, 16, 17, you know, across the board. And I think a lot of that was, was you know, bigger picture of the economy. But things have gone pretty well. And I think you look at, a lot of teams, I mean, we're very fortunate that, you know, we've got partners that have stuck with us. My, it's got Tax Slayer, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Superior Essex. We've got the guys from Bomberia Automotive. We've got Lucas Oil. I mean, Lucas has been with me since 2015. They've been with me from day one. So, you know, what makes a, a successful team owners having partners and, and people that stick behind them through the good times and the bad? And, you know, from, from day one, having people that have stood behind us and helped us grow this thing is, is what's allowed us to get here. I mean, we all know racing that it's, it's cubic dollars is what makes race cars mm-hmm. faster. And, you know, the more we can invest and, and stay here. I mean, every single year, I feel like our team is getting better. We're getting more competitive. We're adding more depth to our team and both people and our, and our uh, resources. So it's just a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but it has been cool to see, you know, guys like myself and Sam Hunt and Tommy Joe Martins in the Xfinity series. You've got, uh, Justin Marks and with with Trackhouse and the Cup side and, and Matt Cog and those guys. So definitely some new blood coming in and, and you know fortunate to, to be on that wave. So hopefully we can keep it riding. I mean we've we've been close a couple of times this year to, to to getting up there on the on the front row and you know we just got to keep at it. And I think Mike's going to do a, a good job for us the rest of the year. And now that we've got things turned around. We just got to got to keep digging and see where it takes us. Oh, it's definitely coming. The snowplow got in the way in Talladega. I still don't know what the heck was going on there. Hold on. Let's show, look, now that you bring it up, Crasher, okay. here you go. Look at that beauty. Oh, check that out. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Seriously. Who puts their debris out there like that? Totally. I drove up and down the racetrack doing whatever I could trying to get that thing off. It actually ended up being a good thing because it allowed us to come in and take fuel while and so uh, ah. while everybody else was running out of fuel late in the race. We were we were still way good on uh, ready to go. So uh, yeah, uh, Jordan Anderson Racing and Snyder uh, Plowing Services uh, ready to go. <laughs> yes. Hey, Jordan referenced earlier about how the motorsports industry needed to really make some changes in the mid-teens of the 2000s, and they did. And IndyCar is seeing a benefit. NASCAR is seeing a benefit. Formula One, holy cow, that's a whole nother animal right now but everybody is starting to climb back up but with that is the necessity for more change to just continue to making the product better 
Maya, where do you stand on, you know, the talk about we need to shorten races in NASCAR? We need to shorten the season. A a lot of people are either on one side or the other. They're not really middle ground. Where do you stand on some of those issues? Well, I actually I am a middle ground, so I'll help you out here. So um, I think that some cup races should be shorter. Like, you know, I think having having a ton of 500 mile races is, uh, you know, not not truly necessary anymore. But I do think that they should save, you know, the five, six hundred miles for the big crown jewel stuff. You know, the Coke 600, Southern 500, um, you know, well, it's not the Brickyard 400 anymore. But, um, you know, those those types of big races, I think those are important to you know, keep the traditional length. It's really cool to see, you know, just it, it makes it special too, you know? So, you know, we, you think most, if you, if most races were only 400 miles and then suddenly someone, you know, who's only a casual fan sees a 500 mile race, they might be a little more interested or they see a 600 mile race and they're like, huh, why is it different? And so, yeah. yeah. So I think saving those big, big length races for the crown jewel events, I think that's important. And um, yeah, that's just a part of something that NASCAR is going to have to figure out. But I think, you know, they're, they've shown a willingness to make those changes and to try new tracks and try new places. And I think, uh, you know, the sport's on a good curve. Do you like the road courses, adding more road courses to all the schedules throughout NASCAR? Absolutely. I spent um, a full season of doing just road course racing um, a couple of years ago. And uh, I think it's, you know, it's great to showcase that these, that the drivers in NASCAR can do just about anything, you know, um, you know, doing dirt, that's cool. Doing road courses, that's especially cool. So yeah, show, showcasing the talents that we all have, to, you know, build race cars that can do it and have drivers that can do it. I think that's, uh, that's important. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The dirt thing. This is just, it's driving me crazy. It's been driving me crazy for weeks since pre-Bristol when Kyle Busch says, yeah, I agree with Richard Petty. It takes the sport back when we go back to dirt. I don't, I totally don't buy into that because I think it just gives it another element and it, it just creates more diversity in and among the sport. That's, that's an exciting factor for fans. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they, um, they, you know, fans see a traditional racetrack and they're like, oh, it's a racetrack. And then they see a dirt track and they're like, oh, that's different. You know, some of these people, yes. you know, may have never seen a dirt track in their life before. So it's uh, it's especially cool to go to a place, you know, um, I really enjoyed when the truck series went to Eldora. I thought that was really cool. It just it, it drew so many fans and it just showed people, you know, what NASCAR racing and racing is about in general. And so I just I think there's there's still some developments to be made in the, in the whole dirt aspect of NASCAR. But I think, uh, you know, NASCAR is trying to make it work. Jordan, as a team owner, do you like uh, the fact that you've got to prepare a car or eventually prepare a car to run on the dirt? It, uh, it does not hurt my feelings right now that the doesn't race on dirt. Because I went through that. I went, uh, we ran three years in the truck series. We had, you know, Eldora, and then we had Knoxville last year and the Bristol race. And there's, uh, there's only been a handful of times where I've had to basically jump an entire race car and, and pretty much after every dirt race you're just like all right let's pull the seat out the motor out the fuel cell out and ship it to the junkyard so it's uh it's if you have enough inventory dirt racing you love it but when you're down on inventory you basically scrap a car it's a little rough but you know like we said i give it to nascar that next gen race at, at bristol they figured out how to get the track to, to where it was taking a little bit of rubber the cars seemed to handle well i mean heck you watch that truck race at bristol that's the first time in history every truck finished a race Whoa. So I think they're starting to figure out how to do these dirt races because, as you guys know, there's so much 
that goes into dirt racing with how you prep the racetrack. And I think that first year they went to Bristol, the track was just way too soupy. There's too much water on there. And they kind of figured out a happy medium to where, you know, we could actually see where the guys are going and there's not mud everywhere. And they kind of found that balance. So like you said, I think the more that we do this stuff and we think outside the box, it'll be better. And, you know, you look back to, to what happened with COVID two years ago, getting rid of practice. I mean, we used to show up and we'd be practicing for hours upon hours and just chewing up tires and time on the motors and, you know, that's brought the cost down to be able to cut some of that out. I mean, I know it's made it a little bit harder for the drivers. It's just We just show up and pretty much go race. But, <laughs> you know, there's a, a new new time for everything, and we found out what we can do with and what we can do without. And we've made it work, and I think it's made the sport healthier. Well, we'll end it with this, man. I I, I saw it firsthand. I'm watching that truck race – excuse me, watching the cup race at Bristol with a, a dude – who's a big Boston Celtics fan. We watched the Celtics game then went into, oh, right. uh, went into the, the, the cup race and he would, he would know the difference between an Indy car and a cup car. And he's, we sat there as the longest cup race I've watched in a couple of years, but he sat there and he was blown away by it. And now, Hey Kitty, how do I get tickets for mm-hmm. the finals in Phoenix? That, that's you, as a team owner and a driver, that's the crap you guys want. You want those new eyeballs to fill the seats of those, those folks that are falling off the back of the bleachers. 100%. Yeah, it, it, it makes it so much more fun and just electrifying when you can walk down pit road before a race and you see the grandstands filled and people are cheered. I mean, you, you can hear it. You can feel the electricity when people are at the racetrack. I mean, that's one thing when COVID was going on with no fans. It was just like a practice session. You know, it just it just feels so much different when the fans aren't there. So now that fans are back at the track and we're having great crowds and people are turning out and people are like my said earlier, they're big, able to experience our sport for the first time and, and see really how cool it is and be able to take it all in. I mean, there were a lot of people having a good time at Talladega last week and they may have been hurting a little bit on Monday, but they had a great time. <laughs> I guarantee you down there in Talladega, but it's been cool to see how many more people are, are watching our sport and turn, turning in to watch it. And um, I think you'd probably echo that wouldn't you. Oh, absolutely. Getting brand new eyeballs on this sport is what's going to keep it going, you know? So, um, I think the sport tried it a, you know, a couple decades ago and it kind of was a mixed bag and, you know, now we're going about it in a better way, I feel like. And so it's just about growing the sport in a healthy way and getting more people interested in racing. And, um, you know, I think, I think we've, as a sport, we've done a lot better job. Well, drivers supposedly become soft when they get married. Uh, Myatt, has Jordan become soft in the last couple of weeks now that he's married? I know. It's like <laughs> only kind of soft. So, um, <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's still the same guy. Still won't text me back. Oh, dude, text him back. That's your driver. I'm just giving a crap. I'll, I'll, I'll make a phone call before I do a text. I think I got like 394 unread text messages right now. So I'm, if you need to get me, call me. Yeah. Well, oh no, that's it. No, we are seriously in that that crossover era. Some people can't stand texting, while others can't stand talking on the phone. That's interesting to me. So you yeah. you would much rather prefer standing there on pit lane shouting into your phone because it's so damn loud out around you than just getting a text and saying yes or no. I'm an old soul, I guess. Yeah, Maya, so. which one are you? Text or phone? Wait, wait, wait. We, we're talking about phones. I don't know what you guys use. We are harping on Maya to switch over to an iPhone. He still has what is it, a Droid oh. or Android? Android, yes, Android. It's Samsung. So every video he takes looks like it was filmed on a potato. So we're trying to get <laughs> capabilities. <laughs> At least I black. Does he have to do? Oh. Does he have to do this? He has to flip it. And, it does and, not flip. Actually, it does flip. It flips sideways. Look at it. Where's your phone at? Look, it flips. 
that way. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Filled like potato. You know, if I did cool. that with an iPhone, it would just break. Yes, that's oh, true. That, valid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see the battles coming. Hey, guys, I, I know it's tough to get both of you guys together, according to Myatt, but uh, this is awesome, man. I'm glad we're able to do it. We'll yes. see you around the track more often. Let's uh, let's get a win, God dang it, so we can get you in here Close. to celebrate a win, Myatt, all right? That's the goal. Fellas, uh, thank you guys very much. This has been awesome. Good luck to you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. See you. <laughs> Not much, much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. National Hairball Awareness Day, buddy. I do now. <laughs> Hairball Awareness Day, April 29th. Hmm. Celebrated annually. Again, the last Friday of April. Hmm. It's for, it was started by this cat, this cat. Literally. This uh, veterinarian in Kansas that wanted to make cat owners aware of why they, why their cats keep coughing up hairballs. Blake Hawley, a Kansas-based veterinarian. <laughs> Richie's going to sleep. Come yeah. on, just stay with us, Richie. <laughs> I was actually I was looking his story up. Is what I was doing. Hairballs are caused when cats ingest their own hair while self-grooming. The hair gathers into a digestive obstructions, causing the felines to vomit them out. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't celebrate it on the actual day, man, but. How, how do you celebrate a hairball awareness day? Do you just <laughs> you cough like, one up? Like yeah. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> just blast it out. All right, man. Now we're gonna we'll do it again next week. Shoot the juice to the moose and uh, stat man. Cut it loose. Zip. Speed freaks. Motorsports radio redefined.